Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Well, we're waiting. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. The Cutting Out Early podcast is coming at you for episode number 22. Unbelievable. 22. We have um, Max Major here. We have Zach Montgomery to my left. We have Alex Newt on the Zoom call. We are taking you into our last episode of this this eventful year. This, This different year. Very, 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 very different year. Um, but uh, we made it. We well, a few days left. <laughs> but oh, that's true. That is true. <laughs> We're getting everyone close. knock on some wood. Yeah, yeah. We uh, appreciate everyone listening, tuning in. Thank you so much. Uh, this is the Cutting Out Early podcast, and we're going to be taking you through the next hour, hour and a half or so with our final show of the year. Uh, Alex, how's it going over there in Grand Rapids? How was your Christmas holiday? Uh, it's good. It's cold. It's really cold. Is it and snowing over there? Because there's a big storm moving through tonight, isn't there? Oh, I don't know. I should check the weather. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. No, we surprisingly don't have any snow on the ground, which is wild because, you know, really? this is my first winter over here on the west side. I mean, I was in South Bend, Indiana for a couple of years, but my first uh, winter on the west side of Michigan, all I heard about was how much snow they get over here, and there's none yet. Wow, I'm I'm a little surprised. We had a white Christmas. Are you doing okay? <laughs> we we had a white Christmas in those lying weather, man. I don't think said anything about it until like the night before. But I, I know I, 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 I was over on the east side for Christmas as well. And yeah, waking up Christmas morning to snow was a complete surprise. I had no idea it was coming. Did you know that was happening, Zach? Or no, you... I had no idea. I don't think anybody knew. I woke up and was like, oh my god, there's like four <laughs> inches of snow on the ground. Yeah. It was definitely different, but uh, we we made it through. Um, it, it was a it was a good holiday. We are in the midst of the um, holiday week. I always think between Christmas and New Year's, it's it's such a weird week. It's the weirdest week of the year. It, it really it should not be work. Well, <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one week where there is just zero conception of the days of the week. It's always just like. The, the Christmas is like the, the beginning of the week, and then New Year's is the end. It doesn't matter whatever it is. I, I, I thought today was Wednesday the entire day. I still kind of think it is. It's weird. Yeah, no, I thought it was Monday. Like, I'm still... <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I'm so thrown off. I, no. I, I don't know. It's it's a weird week, but uh, it's 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 nice. Um, we have uh, New Year's Eve coming up in just a couple days here. I guess this would be called... What is this, a New Year's Eve show? Would, would this be the New Year's Eve show? I guess so. The big New Year's Eve show. Well, Special. That's, wow. That's a big responsibility for us. We're yeah. hoping Everybody to- listen to us New Year's Eve while you're <laughs> getting ready for whatever your New Year's Eve from home festivities will be. Hey, we'll take yeah. on Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve any year. 
I have full confidence that we can this match the that. The only tradition you need is listening to Cutting Out Early. <laughs> um, Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve this year. What's what's going to happen this year? I mean, every just, year. They're doing a show, I thought. I'm sure I they're thought doing I saw it. previews for it. I'm sure they are, but, I mean, instead of everyone standing outside in Times Square, literally, I mean, these people, they show up at, at like, 6 a.m., or probably earlier to get the best spot possible in Times Square to be on camera to get their few seconds of fame to be able to like wave to the camera when they're panning through the crowd at 11:30 at night we're out here partying they cannot move or else they lose their spot really so so what do they do I they can't drink anything nobody's drinking anything because what do you have to take a piss what are you gonna go to the bathroom I swear to God people wear diapers to this thing that's crazy it's disgusting it, I never understood stuff like that. Like when college game day would come to East Lansing, I never really had any interest in going. I would much rather watch on TV. We we got to watch it on TV. I went uh, a couple of times actually. It was a lot of fun. I just mean I don't understand going at we, two in the morning so that you can be there when it starts at nine. Like we the front row. Yeah. Uh, we were in the front row. We went a little late. We went at like six a.m. or something. So it was a little right. early. We had it was it was kind of fun though. We had. Yeah. Uh, a couple adult beverages going in the in the in the line while we were waiting to get in. It was, I had a good time. We were like talking to people in front and behind you, and yeah, you, you got to say you're part of college game day. I don't know. No, no, game day is fun. I'm just saying I don't understand going there like six hours early, ten hours early, whatever. Like things like this New Year's Eve thing, where you're just going there twelve hours early just to stand, just to be on TV. I think, yeah, no, I think the New Year's Eve is definitely a different animal. Zach, I mean, two hours, two hours, I can understand. How many times you know, have co- you have you said? Oh, I've been to college game day just because you're there. So, I mean, you said, "Oh, I get to say I've been to college game day." So I'm wondering how many times you've used that Actually, phrase in your lifetime might, since that happened. This might have been the second time. I've been <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. It, I'm glad was, it was worth it for you. Yeah. But my point, Zach, is you didn't have to wear a diaper. Yeah, no. it's it's a different animal with this New Year's Eve thing. But seriously, how is that an enjoyable experience where people decide, let's do the Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve. We're going to be there for 16 hours. If you can't drink anything, you're going to have to take a piss. You can't leave your spot. Wear a diaper if you need to go. You just got to stay what? put. It's freezing. Yeah, that's the thing. It's probably freezing. Oh, Wait, yeah. Also, also, I don't feel like anyone really watches that show. I mean, it's on. It's on in like sure. everyone's home, but nobody watches it. Nobody, it's like on mute in the background while you're talking with your family or whatever. It's never like the, it's never the focal point of the evening, you know? Not always. It's, it's maybe it when the ball, when the ball drops. Yeah. That's but like always. before that, like, no, who pays attention? I don't even know what they talk about for the first like three or four hours of the show. It's just a bunch of musical acts and, um, you know, it's a variety but, show. pretty much it's, you know, it's. <sighs> They're, they're trying to fill time. They're really trying to fill time. And, I mean, the, really, the the best was when, when Dick Clark was on it. I mean, we all remember that, right? It was, you know, it, it was a little sad. It wasn't the best. <laughs> but he still did it. For the time, let's count down. 17, 16, 15, 14, 15, Poor old man. 10, 11, 10, 9. He's always off a little bit. I love my wife. Come here. 2012? This was Dick's last year. 2012. Oh, there's his wife. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was another wild year. 
That was the year the uh, world was supposed to end. It was supposed to end. Oh, no! Who's that? <laughs> Is that Jenny McCarthy? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> of course, front and center, right in the middle of the camera. You remember watching Dick Clark after his stroke do the do the whole show yeah, with, Ron, with yeah, Ryan? Not if his last one was 2012. His last one was 2012. I do remember this. I do remember this. Which was, cr- I mean, to think, I mean, first of all, it doesn't seem like Dick Clark's been gone that long since since Ryan oh, Seacrest has taken it over. Eight years. It was always a a, a thing between <laughs> Ryan and Dick that I always thought watching those shows where it was like I, I I feel like the two hated each other. Like Ryan always says, like Dick Clark was one of my idols, but. We know that Dick Clark was jealous of Ryan's youth, and Ryan was just upset that, geez, when is this man going to retire? He had a stroke six years ago. <laughs> well, that wasn't that wasn't enough for him. What does he have a, <laughs> a contract in perpetuity? <laughs> hey, as long as you're alive, Dick, you can still do it. That's fine. You're you're that much of a legend. Just keep going. It was, it's it's getting to it was getting to Lee Corso level in my opinion. <laughs> getting there, Jeez, that's pretty bad. And well, I mean, Lee Corso is getting to Dick Cl- Dick uh, Dick Clark's level. Is I guess is my no, I'd say it's the you, other can way you say around. Dick one more time. Man. I think it's the other way around. <laughs> well, that's his name, Alex. Sorry. Yeah. What, what do you? What, what's your? What's your problem, oh, man? Alex? Yeah. No yeah, one. But knows. you you stuttered on the word Dick, so it's like Dick Dick <laughs> Dick Dick Clark. Alex, I don't know what you're talking about. You're just saying the man's name. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think this is. Would you uh, like him to call him? Maybe he's more formal. Richard, you want to call him Richard? <laughs> So, so this year, Ryan uh, is not going to be. I don't think he's going to be at Times Square doing anything because nobody's going to be there. These people no longer have to wear diapers and sit outside, stand outside for hours on end. The show will go on, but what's going to happen? Apparently, it's going to be. Secret out. <laughs> It's going to be a New Year's Eve like never before. So um, it's going to start at 8 p.m. on ABC. Most dramatic New Year's ever. There's going to be performances by yeah, – you know what? We need Chris Harrison on – Dick Clark – the Dick Clark Rockin' Eve is on ABC, which is the Chris Harrison Bachelor Network. It's the ABC slash Chris Harrison slash Bachelor Nation Network. Yeah, I think- isn't Seacrest on NBC? Well, this is saying ABC in the in the USA Today article that I'm watching. I guess I don't know what Seacrest is generally on. I think Seacrest just does wherever he wants to go. I mean, he was on Fox with American Idol for the longest time. Then they moved to, um, what what's American Idol on now? ABC, I think. He's still doing it on ABC. I'm not sure, That's but weird. Jennifer Lopez, Machine Gun Kelly, Miley Cyrus, Miley oh. Cyrus, and Megan The Stallion will be um performing, but. It's it's going to be a little different because a number of musicians are also staging their own New Year's Eve concerts and they're going to be live streaming their show. So this is not the the New Year's Rockin' Eve, but there's bands that are just on whatever platform they're using. I'm not sure what it is. Is that they're just, Kiss? They're live streaming a concert. Kiss is That'll be interesting. Kiss is one of them. Kiss will be doing um in Dubai. They're going to say oh, it's God. Uh, I think uh, Gene Simmons was quoted as saying the largest and most bombastic celebration in our and anyone bombastic. else's history. Incredible. Um, <laughs> You're going to have the largest celebration in KISS history in the middle of COVID. I guess. After nine, how is that possible? How is that even possible? They're like, they're like, they got to be like 10 hours ahead of us, and, right? When do they celebrate it? Um, and they're all geriatric. <laughs> the Palm Hotel in Dubai. 
they're, they're high risk. <laughs> He's not wrong. Um, it's going to be at the Palm Hotel in Dubai. Time to the arrival of midnight in Dubai, which is 3 p.m. Eastern time here. Um, oh, so, so they can hit the senior special at the buffet. <laughs> nice. A replay will be available so fans around the globe can sync up the countdown no matter which time zone they're in. After nine months of this pandemic darkness, the world may finally be seeing light of day. We all need it. We all deserve it. Here's to 2021. Um, you have to buy tickets? $39.99 allows for live viewing and a replay for up to 24 hours? What the hell? <laughs> no, thank you. You can no, buy... Paper okay. viewing a New Year's Eve concert. Get this. For $1,000... Guess what $1,000 gives you for this? 30-day replays of the show. So in case you couldn't get enough of it on the day of, you have 30 days to enjoy it again and again and again. Can you imagine? What a what a January that would be. For $1,000? But not, that's not all. A limited edition DVD and Blu-ray, a t-shirt, a hoodie, and an autographed poster, among other goodies, apparently. So you can buy it uh, at Kiss's website. Oof. Wow, that's They're tempting, really, $1,000. Man, oh man. You must be really hurting for cash. Well, if there's one thing Gene's good at, it's being a huckster. <laughs> he <laughs> always has. Um, Justin Bieber, it's going to be the singer's first live concert since 2017. Um, 10.15, uh, pick pick a better time, Biebs. 10.15 Eastern Time. If you're a T-Mobile customer, you can get free access through the T-Mobile Tuesdays app or... JustinBieberNYE.com. <laughs> for everyone else, tickets cost. They made a website <laughs> just for the show. That's incredible. <laughs> um, tickets are twenty-five dollars, and you can access replays until three p.m. on Friday. Wow. Um, in a statement, Bieber referred to the concert as a safe way to kick twenty twenty out the door together. Nice. Um. Wow. Well. Okay. This is a must. BTS. Boys to men. Or what? B- BTS. The, the Korea band, not Boys to Men. What am I talking about? Are they Korean? I don't know what they are. Yeah, isn't it? K-pop sensation. The team behind Dynamite will be joined by a number of other K-pop sensations from their record label Big Hit. Others set to perform are ha- Halls- Halsey, Love, and Steve Akoi. Jesus, am I that old? Steve Aoki? <laughs> Yes, thank you, Alex. It means, wait, wait, BTS means Bulletproof Boy Scouts in Korean. No, excuse me. Well, I, well everyone, you can get some meaning behind that name. Time to midnight in Korea. It'll air at 7.30 in the morning Eastern Time. An option that allows you to choose from four camera angles runs at about 45 bucks. The Avett Brothers, Scott and Seth Avett, are among those counting down to 2021 online. I don't know who these people are. Do, do you, am I, am, Again, am I this old? Alex, help. Who are these? Uh, like Abbott and Costello? <laughs> That's Abbott. This is Abbott. How how do I not know who these people are? I don't know. Probably... The Abbott brothers are old. Uh, Showtime is 8 p.m. Oh, wait, bucks. no. Wait, I think I looked up the wrong person. It says Vinnie Paul Abbott. No. S- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll be on ABC. Um, it'll, no, this is Scott and Seth Abbott. Yep, yep, yep. They uh, started I'm showing in, Kyle and Luke Abbott. They started in 2000. A- Alex, A-V-E-T-T. Oh, oh. I'm looking up A-B-B-O-T-T. <laughs> no hard feelings. Ain't Wait, no Can you man. say it again? Can you spell it one more time? A-V-E-T-T. Oh, Avid. Yes. Or maybe oh. it's a vet. Who oh. knows? 
Uh, eight these guys look like uh, what do you call them? Um, shoot, what's the folk band? The really uh, dry, shoot, the really popular folk band. Uh, you're getting me. I'm at a loss. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got me, Alex. I'm busted. I don't know. Head full of doubt. Have you guys ever heard that? No. Is that is that their big single? That's their top song, apparently. Ain't No Man, 2016, from their hit album True Sadness. Mumford and Sons. What's what's oh, Mumford, like oh, Mumford, Mumford and Sons? Wait, what's their what's their top hit? Uh, head full of doubt. Head full of doubt slash road full. I can't see it. I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it if I do this. Whole Here, thing. I'll I'll fire it up. I'll fire it up. I'm curious too. I I can't believe I've never heard of this band. But anyway, well, 8, they are a folk band. 8, That's why they look like Mumford eight p.m. And Sons. <laughs> <laughs> so all folk bands look alike. You know, it's wow. <laughs> You folk band racist. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, I'm already asleep. Oh, they sound like Mumford and Sons too. I'm already asleep. <laughs> Is this a little soft for New Year's Eve? Shouldn't we get something a little more like upbeat? Tell me what's wrong and what's this, is the, this is the concert <laughs> for the uh, flannel crowd. <laughs> so if this is your scene on New Year's Eve, it's available for you for 40 bucks in HD, but if you want to splurge a little bit for the 4K broadcast, it's $50. At I must to watch it in like net. grainy black and white, because that's what everyone else is going to be This is their number one hit. That's what it's. Head that's what Google of, says. Head full of doubt. Head full Head of doubt. Slash road, road full of promise. Exactly. Yep. And then ain't no man is another one. Murder I don't in the hate city. It, but it's definitely not near Z. It's depressing. I know. I feel like I like. I feel like it's like 2 a.m. I'm up at school and we're all hammered, like listening to the sad music at the end of the night. You know. Yeah, this is an end of the night. Bye bye. Bye bye. I have a brother. Sorry about that. Well, maybe they're. <laughs> Maybe they're hoping everyone starts uh, opening the bottle a little early on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Lucinda Williams, the sixth and final installment in Williams' coronavirus-inspired live stream series, Lose Jukebox. I don't know who Lucinda Williams this is This time either. she'll be covering tunes from The Rolling Stones. We've actually wanted to do a cover series for a long time now, but never had the time with my touring schedule. This is a... Uh, uh, Williams you know, direct quote. You know, Max, I gotta say, usually your voice sounds like really off for the person you're talking about. No, this is perfect. I got a picture of her pulled up, and this is very <laughs> <laughs> I guess the silver lining in all of this has been to be able to really get inside the songs of some of my favorite artists, see what makes them tick. The show kicks off at 8 p.m. Buy tickets at mandolin.com. Packages start at $20. This girl's and, old. This is like an older singer, though. Do, She's, do, you, do you know who this is? I don't. I'm just looking up her top songs. Her top song is "Change the Locks," 1988. 88. Yeah. My goodness. I, I hope this doesn't come off as rude, but she looks like she's been smoking four packs a day for the last 40 years. She looks like she's out of the 80s. She's got like the big hair. She probably has the cigarette raspy voice. <laughs> Those she looks like your waitress at Denny's. Unfiltered palm oils, <laughs> just packs of them a day. What's her biggest hit? Does it say a biggest hit? I told you, change the locks. Change the locks? See, yeah, changed the locks. Oh, yep. change the lock. Changed the locks. I see, I see. Yeah. Oh, she's like a country. Oh, she's got a little twang to her. Yeah. Wow, look at that leather jacket. 
Man, got a that's... recent song from 2020 called Man Without a Soul. That's her recent stuff. You gotta look at her, her original stuff. That's it, her best work. Is this the original? Sounds like it. She sounds like every other uh, country singer to me. I don't know. Is this this is this country? Oh, Zach, we're gonna get some hate mail from that. I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm not a country fan, so wow. I'm bad. I have bad opinions on this, but my goodness, Zach, it. it I don't know. You could you could you could put any singer in there, and it would sound the exact same to me. Is this song ever get going? Is is it just ver- is there any chorus to it? Oh, a little harmonica. I thought we were getting transported to that uh, Roxanne, the intro to you know the the show Roxanne, where they had that harmonica in the in the intro. Oh, you're big. You mean wait, Roxanne or Roseanne? Roseanne, Roseanne. Sorry, oh, Get it together, Zach. <laughs> I didn't know you were such a big Roseanne fan anyway. Well, that's what I thought of when I heard this. So now that she's been canceled, nobody can be a fan of her anymore. <laughs> All right, let's, be- turn, let's turn this off. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Max, you're, Alex, you have to appreciate the, the classics here. This is some vintage <laughs> 80s country music here. Sorry, so, I'm just, I'm too young. So if, <laughs> yeah. if you want to just watch ABC, see See Ryan Seacrest, um, like I said, J Lo, Machine Gun Kelly, Myri- Miley Cyrus, and uh, Megan Lee Stallion are Man, that's, uh, that's some of the, the top best, performers. That's the best lineup. It's the best they seen. can offer. But I guess if you want to really splurge on one of your favorite artists, there you go. That's what they have. So <laughs> it's gonna be an exciting year. <laughs> I love TV on new. I love. I love live TV. Li- live TV really is the best. And on New Year's Eve, it's no exception because you know something's going to go wrong. With all those production, like like camera changes, different things going on, something's going wrong. Like Anderson Cooper taking a shot, I think, two years ago. Do you remember seeing that? Oh, man, was that good to Vaguely, no. but Do you remember me. seeing that, Alex? No, vaguely, vaguely, but well, remind me. CNN had live New Year's Eve coverage which i'm i'm not really sure why but they did and <laughs> anderson cooper was offered tequila on television first one of the night delicious i feel better already anderson made me promise like not to complain about the weather because i feel I like my lungs are scorched good what was that just the beginning what was that tequila. uh yes it's our hourly toast not making it any less another fun. toast cheers, cheers another if toast. you have at home if you're not if you're driving, but... It's 9 p.m. You know what? Everybody here seems to be having a great time. This is live TV, everybody. This was on TV. It's like burning your lungs. It's like a dying bird. Your lungs. Oh, my God. How old is that man? It is the top of the hour. With Andy Cohen. It's Anderson and Andy Cohen. The frost, the top of the hour means... Another, Another tequila shot. shot. This is number three. With us at home. Ah, Cheers. Ah, 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 ah. Is he you gonna do what? the same sound again? Ah, that felt good. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> For real? Are you kidding? <laughs> what is happening? Andy Cohen is disgusted. Are you kidding? I agree, Andy. What is going on? It's, 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 I'd rather. I'd rather have Nyquil. No, you're not. Oh my God. Okay. 
All right. So that's the fun that live TV on New Year's Eve may offer. We'll we'll see what happens this year, but it's hey, it's a lot of fun. I can't believe you would act like that on live TV. It was on TV. It's he's like a he's news never, anchor. It's like he's never taken a shot before. <laughs> Andy Andy Cohen sucking him down, no problem. I know. Anderson's over there like a bird squealing with his <laughs> wing caught in some type of like lawnmower. <laughs> Uh, in all fairness, Zach, Anderson Cooper did go to Yale, not a not a state school. Uh, yeah, the state school. Alex, that was my favorite thing about uh, you and your your friends when when you went to Notre Dame. We were always the state school friends because we were in a private school like Notre Dame. We were, we were state <laughs> school. <laughs> Big difference, huge difference. The state school kids. What's what's the what's the food of choice for for New Year's Eve? And I'm kind of curious to hear your guys' thoughts and takes on this for food and drinks. Say maybe some good cocktails, some good recipes. What what are you guys coming up with for for New Year's? And I, maybe maybe Alex has some good thoughts. I'm I'm kind of curious to hear what he has to say. You know, I don't know what I'm doing this year. Uh, we're having a small get together with uh, Anna's brother. Um, but and he's handling the food, so I don't know what the plan is this year. I I know that you seem to think New Year's is generally a pizza night. I thought so. I don't so. know how I feel about that, to be honest. I think pizza's good if you're staying in. I mean, the last couple of years, Zach and uh, and Bailey and I went to a to party in Chicago. We went to a well, we missed last a, year, but we yeah. yeah, we missed last year. But well, last the, the year last we were down at the Brakeman, yeah, which was a lot of fun, and we did get pizza. We we went to Buddy's right before. Oh, oh yeah, we did get pizza. Oh yeah, right we did. We, we, did. we ate in person when before eating in person was murdering people. We could eat <laughs> yeah. Buddy's downtown was great. That was wow, different life. Pizza's good. <laughs> it's, it soaks up a lot of the champagne and whatnot. Sure, sure. But you don't think it's a pizza night? I I don't know. I don't know. It depends because it feels like the last couple of years. You know, we've always gone to like an event somewhere, like yeah. basically a ticketed event at a bar, right? where you kind of just eat whatever is there, whatever's provided for you. And this year, we're finally doing kind of a stay-at-home type event. And so it's tough. I'm kind of out of my element. I don't know what to provide. I mean, pizza is a good thing, but I almost want to say chicken wings for some reason. Interesting take. Chicken wings. I feel like you can do like a formal, like a formal, uh, like hors d'oeuvres and like, you know, be a little fancier or you can go like with a casual, like I I think you wrote pigs in a blanket here somewhere whatever reason why i always associate pigs in a blanket maybe just because i've always made them for new when i was growing up i always did pigs in a blanket for new year's eve i just you know get a little little smokies a little crescent roll wrap them up put in the oven you're good to go and it's it's a hit <laughs> crescent roll not a pancake a, pa- a pancake yeah a little silver dollar pancake no I guess we have different recipes we'll have to swap recipes and see that's what's what i think of when i think of a pig in a blanket is like a a sausage, like a breakfast sausage and a pancake. Interesting. What do you think of when you think of pigs in a blanket, Zach? What you just said. Yeah. Like a like a crescent roll yeah. like dough. Like a little up. mini hot dog. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about, Alex. Alex, you're definitely uh, alone on you're that You're the minority one. on this one. Yeah. Send us an okay, email. Sorry. Who's right? <laughs> Alex or me? Cutting out early dot podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Two, some- four, eight, five, three. <laughs> <laughs> I always think pizza is the go-to. It's simple. It's like the last splurge before a, uh, a, a potential New Year's like, all right, I'm going to eat a little better this year. It's like kind of the last night where you can kind of go all out. I think fun. the most important thing is what the drink is. That's a good I point. Always, I always tend to try to pick like a signature drink or something and just stick with it for for the evening, you know? Yeah. Like last year we went to the Breakman and they had a great 
beer selection. So it was just all you could drink beer. That was and a good I, deal. Right. And, you know, stuck to the, uh, my IPAs that I like and just tried to have, you know, a generous amount. <laughs> <laughs> and then usually we'd go to that yeah. ticketed event in Chicago and it would just be like, all right, pick a cocktail, pick a mixed drink and stick with that for the night. So what's gonna, be, what's gonna be what's gonna be the those. choice this year? What what's what? Do, do you guys have anything on the menu? If you're making it at home, there's got to be something. There's got to be a signature drink that each of us maybe we can commit to it right now on the air that we will be concocting on New Year's Eve night. I'm I'm kind of curious, but there's got to be we gotta we gotta make a decision. We gotta do something. And Alex, you actually wrote down some good suggestions here. The I Lord. did. I haven't decided which one I'm going to choose yet. I'm leaning towards the uh the not your father's cocktail that our oh. mutual fr- that our mutual friend showed us because those are delicious but they're also dangerous so i don't know if i can be drinking those all night was that was that was that bailey no no that was uh brad oh that's right that's right that was a while ago that's not a too good long drink. ago though well true but what i mean it's not your father's root beer whiskey and cherry juice yes very simple but it tastes just like a cherry coke Man, those were good. I like the Loaded Corona better. That was the option they had below that. Yes, Loaded, loaded Coronas are great, but those are just sum- a little summery, so yeah, I wasn't sure. It is a summery drink, but it, you know, it, it, it just it's refreshing, you know. Well, um, th- this year, um, hold on, Max. I, I have to say one thing. I actually showed the Loaded Coronas to my friends in med school, and they loved them. Oh yeah, like it. They use they they send me Snapchats of me like to me all the time of them like making loaded Coronas what, and stuff like that. What what's in a loaded Corona? Or did you just say it? Was I not paying attention? Oh no, I didn't say it. It's a it's a Corona that you you, you pour you basically drink a little bit and you pour yeah. a shot of uh what is it like uh Bacardi Limon Bacardi Limon yeah Bacardi Limon and then throw a and lime throw in lime it. in yeah oh you've had one before Max I'm sure I have you've had several <laughs> I don't think I've made one I think I've been handed them no. That does sound good, though. See, I showed them to my my law school friends, and uh, the the state school comments came out. <laughs> they're, well, they're, they're dangerous because it, it, they have yeah. a shot of they. Have, it's like two shots in one. Sure, it's like mixing vodka with your Trulies. It, exactly. You know, it's not like two, yeah, well, exactly two drinks in one. But that's another state school recipe. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one is a state school special. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but the 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 loaded Coronas they don't taste it. You do not taste that second shot in there. Right. It just tastes like a normal Corona with a uh, with a lime in it. Bacardi Limon. You know, I saw Bacardi Limon. I was at Sam's Club today. I should have picked one up. It's, it, it is. It's a very good drink. I'm I'm kind of curious with Alex's famous sangria recipe because there's a chance that that Martin and I will be making sangrias uh, this this uh, this New Year's Eve. But I I know these usually have to be made a day in advance, right? At least I'm not yeah. sure this one. Yeah, you got you got to leave it a day in advance so that the the flavors all meld together and the yeah. fruit soaks up a little bit of the alcohol. But yeah, this was my other option for New Year's. I haven't quite decided which one I'm going to go with, but I always really enjoy my sangria, which is just a cheap red wine, like one of those big jugs you can get on the bottom shelf at Meyer. <laughs> um, some big spiced rum, could some be a spiced Franzia. rum doesn't have to be expensive either. You can go with Captain or or something like that. Uh, then orange juice. Uh, fruit of your choice, either peaches or oranges, lemons are a good option as well. But the trick, the most important ingredient is lemon and mint San Pellegrino, which really kicks it up a notch. The mint flavor is just amazing. And then to get a little carbonation in your sangria, I think is key. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, that is interesting. But it's very refreshing, but also pretty dangerous. You got to watch out when you're drinking this one. San Pellegrino? 
Yeah, like the fancy Italian soda. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The kind with the little paper on top. Right, yes, right, right. Yes. Okay, okay. It's aluminum foil, right? Yeah. Okay, aluminum foil. <laughs> Get it right. Oh, that does look good. It, it looks a little too fancy. I mean, this was supposed to be the cheap uh, sangria, right? I mean, it's cheap red wine, but it's it's got this lemon and mint San Pellegrino in it. I mean, well, you're spending all your money on the. Oh, I see. San Save your money for that, of course, well, of course. Well, you're saving money on the on the alcohol part, so it's okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, you I know what you know what kind of tank though that now I'm kind of bringing it back that not your father's root beer. Yeah. Like when is the last? It, it was super popular for like, I don't know, like six months. You know, like everyone was kind of catching on to it. Now I haven't seen. They it were since. doing spinoffs yeah. of like alcoholic pops. Yeah, yeah. What happened to it? Is it still? It out was there? kind of like the precursor to the seltzer. Yeah, it was. That's craze. true. It, it pretty much is kind of a seltzer. It just. It's it's carbonated pop. It's, it's it's an alcoholic pop. Yeah. And they did it with orange soda. Um, they 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 did it with like ginger ale, I think too. They tried to do it with most of them, and then all of a sudden, I think it's too sweet. It probably is. I could never drink it by itself. I only ever bought it to make this cocktail. And even then, that was pretty few and far between. It was a splurge drink. I mean, you know, it, it is sweet. I don't like a sweet drink. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever go to the bar and order one. Alex, I, I have a good feeling that this sangria recipe is something I'm going to give a shot at because that does sound really good. It is really good. It is quite good how, how many days in advance can you make it is it better to make it like even a week in advance to let everything really simmer together um i've never made it that far in advance i've pretty much only ever made it the night before um an aged sangria a seven day aged sangria i bet that go for a lot of money <laughs> at a restaurant uh this sangria has been aged four days but we have this one aged for seven now it's double the price but it's worth it it's got that real funk to it i eat I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I wouldn't want something that had fruit that had been sitting in it for a week. That yeah, just with the fruit, maybe seems not. like a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> I probably wouldn't do it more than just over the night before. Well, we do know that um, that 2020, like we said, has been a different year, a very weird year, and it's mostly been bad. I mean, let's be honest; it's been <laughs> it's been bad. Um, but oh, it's been bad. <laughs> are, are there any? Oh no! <laughs> are there any are there any good things that happened in the world that that you can pinpoint and say, oh, 2020, this happened and this was kind of cool. Like maybe a good movie, a good song. Does the vaccine count? The the vaccine being released is that a good thing that happened? Oh, I, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I think any of our answers have to be non-COVID related. Okay, that's fair. Is there anything that you guys can think of? Because I'm kind of having a tough time. Something good? Yeah. Hmm. I don't like on a personal level, like maybe. Well, not. I don't want to necessarily <laughs> say personal level, but like anything with the world that happened that you say to yourself, like, "Oh, this was a great movie that came out," or this 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 uh, new album drop that was just fantastic, or or Lions fired Matt Patricia. Yeah, that's you know what, Alex, that's up there. That I is think up, that's there. up there. That is up there. After a few did the Red Wings bring Steve Eisman back this year? No, I think that was last year. I should think it was last. Year. He's been he's been around for a while. Because uh, he's been like in his watch and wait period for so long. Yeah, true. that's true. I mean, he's, he's been trying. It, see, it's just so tough. Weird. The Red Wings haven't played in nine months. <laughs> Every all time is blending together. We were talking about this before the show. Time is just blended together. We don't really have seasons. We don't have months. It's just COVID time. Yeah, and it's it, everything is just a complete blender. 
It's like COVID when I could go outside and COVID when it's too cold to go outside. <laughs> so to think to myself, like, God, when was Iserman brought in here? That's that's kind of tricky. Like, no, it, it was it was at least a year ago. Yeah, I know I'm, it I'm was. Positive, but it was. Um, I what was the thing I said? Oh, mine was uh, Rocky Lombardi's win over U of M. That was one of my positives for this year. Oh, that was great. That was really good. Okay, well, for Spartan fan, I guess. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm just trying to think of, of, of what else there was or, or I, I don't know. I, I said for before the before the show that, hey, the 401Ks are up all over the place. The stock market's <laughs> at an all-time high, it seems like, after a horrible beginning of the year, obviously. Um, so I guess if you want to throw that in there, it's not very fun, but I guess, you know, making money can always be fun. Um, but, gosh, there's, I don't know, everything stopped, you know. I mean, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, this is your topic, I, Alex. Take I it think, away. I think. Well, no, I think one good thing from this year is that we. I think we all got a brand new appreciation for life outside of COVID. You know, that's one positive. Thing. Normal. Life. I think that's a yeah, great point. Yeah, like like going out with friends, yeah. going to bars, um, even like going somewhere with your family and friends for a while. Like it's 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 not like uh it. You know, we can't do that anymore. It's something I always like. I was like, wow. I would, Andrew and I were talking about this the other day. Like, it would be awesome to go to a bar with somebody. Oh, I'd love it. Doesn't it just sound like a great idea? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Or like I would a, love it. Or like a football game or like oh. anything. Like, none of that's an option anymore. No, I agree. Even when, like, when I was home for Thanksgiving, just like going home and seeing my parents and my brother, like just sitting in the living room and watching TV together was like, all right, th- I got to enjoy this. I got to make <laughs> yeah. sure I'm off my phone and like being present and like enjoying this time. Not having to remember a mask wherever you go. Actually being able to see the bottom of somebody's face. That's a gift. <laughs> it's incredible. I bet some people just love the mask and wish they stayed like, oh, I got a horrible beard or like my face sucks. I hate my chin. My jawline is a disaster. The mask is great. <laughs> There's some people out there that probably just love it, you know. And maybe they'll keep wearing. I mean, we'll probably be wearing masks for a decent amount of time going forward. So maybe they'll just keep it going. It'll be a trend. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sick, so I'm gonna wear my mask." So the the days of being packed shoulder to shoulder at the roof of old shillelaghs. I mean, it'll come back. That'll come back. I hope. It has to. It has to. Like oh, I it, feel like it will. A... It will come back. When I'm did... just saying that people will probably continue to wear masks. I mean, sure. it's been a thing. It's been a thing in Asian culture for a while to wear a mask when you're sick, and we'd see it on campus at MSU, and I don't think a lot of us really understood why a lot of the international students were doing it, but it's because they were sick, and in their culture, they wear masks when they're sick to help prevent the spread of it. Yeah, It's not a bad idea. We'll get, we'll get back there. I, You know, and this is just a hunch. This is a total hunch, but I've, I've been hearing whispers that this whole restaurant shutdown in Michigan is not going to last until the 15th. That we may be eating inside before that time, like maybe soon after 15th the New of Year's. January. Yeah, yeah, because that's when this is supposed to last till. But um, yeah, I don't know. I've I mean, that's heard it's going to open up soon before that. Maybe that'd be nice. This is just whisperings, and this is just more of a hunch, to be honest with you. Trying to make an educated guess, but yeah, that would be nice. Because I mean, if you go to another state, like you know, Ohio, Indiana, go out to eat. People are gonna be doing that this New Year's. It's kind of I'm, I'm actually kind of jealous. 
Yeah. It'd be kind of fun to go out to eat. Another thing I thought of just now, that every time you have a cough or every time your throat's <laughs> a little sore, not thinking like, oh my God, I have COVID. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? People used to cough and it's just like, you know, you may have an itchy throat. Yeah. You're not sick or anything, Nobody but some people twi- just cough. Nobody thought twice about it, but now you like cough and everyone avoids you. You just get the death <laughs> stare like, Jesus Christ, what the hell is he doing? Coughing? <laughs> During COVID? Oh my God! Uh, my like, shoot! I need to leave my grocery cart here and just exit the store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've tried to. I've, there's been many times when I've had to cough just for you know an itchy throat. You know it happens, and I'm like trying to hold it in when I'm like grocery shopping, and I'm like, don't cough, Max. Don't cough. Don't cough. You don't want to get looked at. You don't want to be stared <laughs> like at. Holding it in, you're like dying. The managers, if you, uh, if, God forbid, you do cough. The manager's gonna tap on your shoulder. Sir, sir, we're gonna have to escort you out. <laughs> Sorry. The scariest for me is sneezing. It's like, what do I do? And you don't have any time to react. Yeah. Well, sneezing's okay because that's not COVID, is it? No, but then you get the shotgun blast right back into your face. <laughs> <laughs> It's a boomerang of a sneeze right into your mask, but right back on you. No time to react. Immediate, immediate disgust. I gotta take a shower after that. Oh God. God. It's almost kind of crazy. We went almost a whole year like this, you know. Yeah. Like the whole year is gone because of that. That is nuts. You know what? You know what else is funny? And, and this is another thing else. They they say like, like twenty twenty is the worst year ever, Zelda. We're bringing in a new year. They I I get the impression that a lot of people think like, it's the new year. We're we're good. We're fine. Like. I I understand that's huh. not happening, but like just because it's a new year doesn't mean like. Everything's gonna be great again. We're good. It's all gonna like you know, it's just another day. We still gotta get through this. But the also, COVID doesn't end on the new calendar year. I also feel like a lot of people, even in like previous years, are like, oh, thank God, you know, 2016's done, or like, thank God it was like not a good year or whatever. <laughs> like, thank God 2018's done. I even remember like, thank God 2019's done. Yeah. Like we're on to 2020, new decade. <laughs> a little did we know, but um, <laughs> but like I think people are gonna have a new appreciation for what a bad year is. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> I, I also don't think that anything is going to be defined by a numerical year, like a bad year or or, or this. Yeah, there's just there's bad times and good times. You don't have to blame the entire year on it or something. So, you know, it's just another day. I mean, you wake up New Year's Day and, yeah, it's 2021, but, hey, it's just another day. You know, got to make it through. So yeah, well, I think COVID's mostly 2020. Well, if you yeah. want to contain it to one year, COVID 2020 will be the COVID year. Yeah, ever since I Tom think, Hanks. I got think it. everyone is going to have a new <laughs> outlook on January 1st, where it's kind of like, all right, this we're getting to the end of this. We're all going to be in more positive spirits now. We're we're getting through it. We we can see the light at the end of the tunnel now, at least. Yeah, eh, hopefully so. Um, well, there is some other stuff that that we did want to get to um i you know i i know that we kind of texted about this earlier but before we get into a few there's there's a few sports things that we want to mention as well but this one was something that i wanted to talk about because i thought this was a fascinating topic and one that was very relatable to pretty much anybody out there restaurants you thought were good as a child but now, as an adult, you realize they're just complete trash and garbage. <laughs> this topic is fascinating because it's a situation where you think to yourself, huh, 
You know, I, I used to think they were good, but wow, I would never go there now. What a shithole. Like, what a waste. So I'm kind of curious out there. And and this could also be a good thing to email us um, at uh, cuttingoutearly.podcast at gmail.com. Which restaurants out there did you think as a child were just amazing but now realize they're just trash? I'm kind of curious to hear what you guys have to say. Mine? Actually, I... I I don't want to steal anyone's thunder, but... Uh, it's okay. You can steal it. Red Robin was one that was a personal favorite. Was R- Red Robin? The what burger a- place? What about the bottomless fries? I know Red Robin, of course. Oh, okay. I'm How can you pass up those bottomless fries? <laughs> bottomless, undercooked steak fries? Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just raw potatoes? <laughs> Pretty much. That's a good one, actually. Because yeah. I... You know what? I used to think, like, oh, I want a good burger. Let's go to Red Robin! Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to get that burger with those fries! Yeah, there was there were several years in a row where we went there for every single one of mine and my siblings' birthdays, because <laughs> that's just where we wanted to go for whatever reason. Maybe the bottomless fries were the reason. Maybe it's because it was close to AMC Star Gratiot, so we get to go to a movie afterwards. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 a good one. But Alex, what what was yours? Because you told me one that I had never heard of. Yeah, mine was was Ryan's. I can't remember if it's like Ryan's Buffet or Ryan's Grill or Ryan's Family Restaurant or something like that, <laughs> but it's basically like a uh, like a Golden Corral, like a, one of those big buffets. Yeah, and I just loved it as a kid because one, the like serve yourself um, soft serve ice cream, all you could eat. Oh, and man, and they had these they had these carrots there. I'll have that. that I think they were just cooked in like brown sugar is all it was. It was just carrots and brown sugar, but they were so good and so addicting. And they had a carving station where they'd have like, I don't know, prime rib or some sort of roast or something that I just thought was so fancy. And I (laughs) loved going there. I'd just pile my plate high. This must not have been a Michigan thing because I don't think we've had any Ryans in Michigan. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, I think I only went ever went with my dad wherever he was living at the time, like Tennessee yeah. or Florida even or Illinois or Texas. I have no idea. Um, but but yeah, and now now I, I heard about it recently. That's what reminded me of it. I heard it on another podcast, and I looked it up, and apparently everyone's opinion of this place was just garbage. <laughs> and I'm starting to realize now that it probably wasn't all that good, and it, People are like, oh, it made me sick to eat at Ryan's. I'm like, all right, all right. yeah, that's probably fair. Because <laughs> that's how I think of places like Golden Corral nowadays. So, do you, do you ever remember like going? Have you ever been to like Ponderosa or Bonanza or do you, even back in the day? There was a place called the Swedish House. Do, does anybody remember the, the Swedish, Swedish House? Yeah, on Little Mac, um, on, towards like 13 Mile Road. That whole big buffet that they had there. It was just like a like a, it was a shithole buffet. But um, I liked it. It was good. It was a good deal, too. Or Old Country Buffet. There what about Old to, Country Buffet? There was actually... I, right, that's right by the AMC, Alex. Or, or Yeah. Yeah, right, I mean, you remember going there. There was a, there was a buffet place, actually, uh, up by my family's cottage. And uh, it's, it was called, like, Williams Inn or something. Oh, yeah. And With I the would, crab legs on Fridays. Yes, yes, the crab legs. On, <laughs> the fake crab legs Next. on Friday. How the hell do I know that? <laughs> that's a great question. They're closed. <laughs> They're closed now, unfortunately. They were a... Uh, Unfortunately, were they, was that was that close and near and dear to your heart? No, not really. We used to get breakfast. Yeah, all you eat crab legs on Friday. Well, they had, how can you pass like that? How can you pass up all you can eat crab legs? They had good. You gotta sun. have them on like Tuesday when nobody. Can <laughs> <laughs> it was 
Saturday night, I think. No, it might have been Saturday night that they had that. And then, uh, or maybe Friday. I don't remember. And then they had Sunday morning, they had a buffet too. Breakfast buffet. Oh, all the leftover crabs in the omelet. <laughs> Love a good seafood omelet. Breakfast buffets are just kind of meh. They're not are, very good. Are, here's, here's a question. Are buffets ever coming back? I mean, I mean, COVID put a stop to most buffets. I think buffets are just bad in general. Why would you even want them back? I don't know. Name a good buffet. Is there a good buffet? Um, hey, I've had a great crab buffet at Firekeepers. Delicious. Before COVID, obviously. Okay. All you can eat crab. They had a chocolate fountain. See, I, <laughs> I don't know. It was a little gimmicky. I'll get. I'll, I feel I'll like, admit. Yeah. I'll admit. I, I'm being a little facetious, but it, once you yeah, go was, dip your food in the same chocolate, everybody else is <laughs> yeah, food yeah, that in. would be crazy. Those were <laughs> those were crazy times back in 2019. <laughs> Unbelievable what you could do. You wouldn't imagine it. I don't know, but I, I'm not a, I'm not a biggest buffet guy. But from time to time, there's some, there's some good ones. Some, some nicer buffets are out there, um, like the crab buffet at Firekeepers. And um, <laughs> there's a few. How much are they paying you? <laughs> I know. It's believe me. It's it's few and far between. Buffets. I I have. To, I think buffets were a bigger thing like back in the 70s and 80s, like when people would like. You know, like, all you can eat. They would sit there and buy the breakfast. They'd bring the newspaper. They'd sit there for a few hours. And then, oh, it's lunchtime. The same price. You know, you're just sitting there. All you can eat. Have lunch and then wait for dinner. And then you spent the whole day eating the buffet for eight ninety nine All day. But you spent the all day in the restaurant. Are you so. serious? People did that. I'm sure they did. What? Think about that. <laughs> you get in the that door. Wild. You get in the door and you're there all day. All three meals for one price. I, I knew some people who did that at the uh, at the cafeteria in school. They'd get there for breakfast there or lunch, and they'd study through to the next meal so that they wouldn't have to do two swipes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess you got to do what you got to do, especially in college. Yeah, that's a little different, though. I, like, you're relying on that for your meal. I'd hope that if you're you're not relying on it for your all three meals for one day. I don't know. I don't know. Time, time's going to be tough. Yeah, you're right. It's COVID, wasn't it? <laughs> I always thought, and um, this was something that I really never went to as a kid. I always wanted to, but I never did. I wasn't really. I always asked my parents, "Can we go here?" And we we never did. I'm not sure why, but Olive Garden. I always thought Olive Garden was like this, like sought after Italian fancy restaurant that just had the most delicious food and was just an incredible place. Now it's like it's it's like the McDonald's of Italian restaurants. I mean, nothing against McDonald's, but it's not a place to go if you're trying to, let's say, impress a date. Graduation. You learn that the hard way? <laughs> no, I am better than Olive Garden. I have been for many years. <laughs> but I always just thought growing up, like, oh, that was a good place. Oh, my God, Olive Garden. But, yeah. No. It's worth going for the soup, salad, and breadsticks. I'll say that much. But anything beyond that, no, thank you. I, I, I was a big fan of Logan's. Um, Logan's, yeah, that was a family favorite too. Peanut, yeah. Peanuts on the floor, yeah, I loved it. You just a big barrel of peanuts, just crack them, throw them everywhere. I, that's like a that's like a good enough gimmick to go there, though. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't know, go there for the food, but it, you throw peanuts on the floor. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I, I you know, I, let's go to Logan's. Maybe this list has taught me something. Let's just go <laughs> back here and experience. Maybe they are good. Who knows? Yeah, you know, going back to our past talk, you got to appreciate the little things, Max. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I know. If 2020 has taught us anything, it's appreciating throwing peanuts on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Longhorn Steakhouse was like a place that I thought, oh, man, we're going to Longhorn. Outback. Wow. See, I always knew Outback was trash. I, I, I was ahead of the game. The Bloomin' Onion. 
You never got a blooming onion I there? I never had a blooming onion in my life. You know what? I don't even know if I've been to an Outback Steakhouse in my life. I'm not well, sure. How do you know it's trash? That's trash. I don't need you to gotta go. You got to go. No. At least once. It's too late. Past my prime. The only thing I remember it. there is the blooming onion. How would I go to Outback and say to myself, this is good? I mean, really. I, I don't I don't think it's possible. I think I'll be don't let know. down. I think I'll be let down. We need a blind taste test. Could we'll get Logan's. Should we do that on the air? We'll get Logan's. We'll get uh, Longhorn, Longhorn. Logan's, Longhorn, and uh, Outback. Do they serve and different we'll, cuts we'll of th- meat, or is it just you get a steak? <laughs> And, and you don't really know what it is. I, I wouldn't be surprised, Alex. It's just like we have the meat dinner on our menu. Is that elitist? <laughs> How would you like your meat prepared? No, it's not elitist, Alex. No, they, they, no, they have different cuts for sure. Man, I think they have to. Like you can't just say like, oh, I mean, you got to charge more for your New Yorks, right? They probably just like, they're like probably... this is a New York strip style meat. This is a <laughs> style meat. Like a cheese food. Like you get cheese food. It's not real cheese. It's pretty much plastic, but it tastes <laughs> kind of like cheese. I bet what they do, Alex, is they have their steaks all the same. They just label them differently. So like they're gonna laugh at the sucker paying like. Oh, he paid 40 bucks for the ribeye. He, he could have gotten the sirloin steak. It's the same piece of meat. I think they're better than that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's hard to get a filet. Really? You know, for them. Even for them. Like, it's, well, I, I mean, you can I go understand. anywhere and get it. I understand. Like, it's not hard to source it. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. But don't do know. they? Yeah, do. That's the question. Do <laughs> people who go and, and frequent those establishments realize what they're eating? Or Are they, they just realize it's good? And they want more Bloomin' Onion. Because that's really what they came here for, <laughs> I would imagine. So. The Bloomin' Onion. That's the only thing I remember from Outback. I don't remember what food I got there. I just remember the Bloomin' Onion. Were there any other restaurants that you had in your mind? Like, I don't know. Outside of, like... Outside of Red Robin? That I went to as a kid? Yeah, something like that. You know, my family kind of ate kind of local, though, for most of it. Logan's, Logan's was a family favorite, and Red yeah. Robin was a family favorite. I but I'm you. thinking, like, mo- we we stuck pretty local for, like, our restaurants and stuff, so. Yeah, I have some local ideas, but I don't want to throw out the, uh, <laughs> the I small business. I don't want to put down the local places. Oh, no. I don't think they were bad. It was just we didn't do any chains or anything like that. I don't know. I'm still not a chains guy. Can't do it. I'm just, uh, I feel I feel like I can do better. If I'm going to a chain, I feel like I'm just giving up. Oh, I'd rather support the, you know, mom and pop. Exactly. Exactly. Well, anyway, it's it's a fun topic, and um, there, I'm sure there'll be more of them coming up uh, down the road. But um, anyway, I, I wanted to get into a few other things. Specifically, um, we'll, we'll do a little sports here a little bit. This <laughs> this Cam Newton story is so funny. You sent me this picture, and I was, I was kind of watching the game last night, Alex. Um, the Patriots... Did they get killed? Was, was it oh, kind of it a blowout? disgusting, yeah. Oh, it was bad. It was what was the final score? Oh, I don't know what the final. It was. I mean, they, they thirty-seven to seven or something like that. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. A, a lot to a little. Who are they playing? Bills. Buffalo Bills, Bills killing. Um. Thirty-eight to nine. Was the thirty-eight final. to nine. Yeah. Yep. Three field goals, probably, or a missed uh, extra point, a field goal. Um. Likely, I don't know. Did you see Bill Belichick throw the phone? Yeah, that when... was great. <laughs> there, there was um. I think one of like the the offensive coordinators or something like in the in the booth said to challenge a play. They did. They lost the challenge, and Bill Belichick was pissed. <laughs> I mean, he took that phone and just wham. Just, I mean, 
think of the longest corded phone you can imagine. Just whip it across the bench, and that guy, I'm sure, was was uh, on the receiving end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did not have a good sound coming through his earpiece. I bet that was a disaster. So Bill Belichick was upset. Um, but Cam Newton, maybe this is the problem. They put his morning routine on the television as a graphic. I was wondering why. I I would wonder the same thing. Did why is this it? on TV? Did you see it, Alex? Do you know why they did that? I didn't. I wasn't watching the game, but I saw it afterwards on Twitter. I yeah. have no idea why they put it up. So so what did it say? Does, do you have do you have it in front of? Does anybody have it in front of you? It was just this weird yeah, I know graphic. What, it said. what does it say, Alex? We'll tweet so it out later. It was his yeah. like morning routine. And it was 4.20 a.m., wake up, 4.30 a.m., out the door, uh, 8, p- 8 a.m., first sip of coffee. And then it said he goes to bed at 11.30, in the mor- uh, 11.30 at night. So my guy's only getting five hours of sleep. Yeah. He, but who, who, gets up, who gets so, up and leaves 10 minutes after they get up? That's crazy. Right. That, so, yeah, so there's a couple, thing that, a couple things that people were focusing on. Yeah. One was he goes three and a half hours without having any coffee. Uh, the second one is yeah, ten minutes out the door. How does he do that? <laughs> they and must. He must if, like change at the at the facility or something. Yeah, he must. And then finally, just only getting five hours of sleep as a professional athlete. Are you crazy? Yeah, no wonder. <laughs> no wonder they're <laughs> so good this now. year. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the the Patriots need to look at this. Why? Why is it a thing? Yeah, no wonder he was five for ten I, for thirty four yards yesterday. <laughs> okay, if they're gonna put up his morning routine. And they say he wakes up at 4.20, out the door at 4.30. Can you not include anything that's happening between 4.30 in the morning and 8 a.m.? Yeah, why is his first sip of coffee the first thing that's notable? What's happening for three and a half hours from 4.30 in the morning until 8? Would it take him <laughs> three and a half hours to drive to the practice facility? I don't know, man. 4.30 a.m. until 8 a.m., commuting. <laughs> 8 a.m., <I'm> coffee. <laughs> I mean, seriously. What kind of- I'm assuming it must be like... A workout or something? I don't know. No, that's what I was thinking. Like, maybe he wants to get a workout in before he drinks his coffee. I'm more pissed at ESPN for putting that graphic out and leaving out all that information. I mean, that's ridiculous. What's going on? (laughs) What's the big secret, Cam? What's the big secret, ESPN? What are you not telling us? You don't want to be able to mimic his schedule, and then maybe you'd be just like Cam. (laughs) (laughs) 4.30 to 8 a.m. is when he gets all of his good football out of the way. (laughs) I, I guess. I, I really have no idea. Same old story. <laughs> so so that was Cam, but um, obviously he was getting um, really lit up last night. Uh, not good. Not a good look. No, do, they, do were, th- they, were, they were bad. Do you think Bill Belichick's having a tough time losing? I don't know. I, I'm curious. The man because, doesn't show emotion even when they're winning. Well, so it's hard to say. He was pissed last night. I mean, he was really upset. I mean, you could just see. Well, his his defense got embarrassed, too. Like, I think yeah. throughout this year, they've been okay. Like, everyone knows the offense is trash. Cam Newton's not that good. Yeah. But um, the, his defense got was getting trash. I think Stefan Diggs had, like, 41 fantasy points. And then J- Josh Allen had, like, 40 fantasy points, too. It's crazy. I, I think Belichick has a tough time losing. I really think so. I, I just think he's not used to it. I think he's used to making the playoffs. And now that he's... I'm going to miss the playoffs for the first time in, what, how many years? A long time, right? Hasn't it been? Yeah. No, I mean, no. it's been a while. It was like it was like the first time since, I want to say 2007, that they're not going to make the playoffs. And, and it was crazy. It was like, 
it was like the it was like 2007 or 2009 i can't remember it was one of those two uh, playoffs don't talk about playoffs but it was also the the buccaneers first time making the playoffs since like 2009 or 2007 or something and that's where tom brady went so it's yeah. like oh, bill what happened <laughs> i think they're gonna give brady too much credit for that and oh, they, just trash belichick over it the talent was there at tampa bay i will say that yeah they just needed a quarterback he fit this position but it, it is it you know maybe maybe tom brady was bringing something that you know could be i well, mean he's, maybe he's intensity i mean i'd give him credit for that much he's super intense more than he's Kim. just like i mean he has that kind of michael jordan mentality where like i will do absolutely everything in my power to be the best i can yeah I mean, which he's, you he's, have to do at that level to be good and maybe you know bringing that to his teammates helped but i mean other than that I mean, I don't think he was the one keeping New England afloat. <laughs> no, I, I mean, he at least they were in the playoffs last year, right? Yeah, but I don't think it's all because of Tom. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think I think he felt. was a huge chunk of it. I well, I think that first of all, I don't think their quarter. I the quarterback is the reason. I don't. I it might be that they downgraded to Cam Newton partly, and oh, maybe and maybe that Tom Brady was bringing them up a little bit. There's actually audio of Bill Belichick um, in the post-game press conference talking about that game and his team. Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> oh, he's not happy with what's going on there in New England. I think there's going to be some... Uh, you did scare marks right there. <laughs> are you doing okay? There's really going to be some changes. Who, who knows? I, who knows? I, what are they going to do because it, they, they got to get a new quarterback, right? Oh, you know what's actually funny? <laughs> Tom Brady responded to Bill Belichick... Um, after those comments, because obviously Tom's now in, in Tampa, and, and he responded to, to Bill. It's, you miss me? Yeah, he was on the phone, <laughs> and he was talking to Bill. So obviously there's some contention there. So it's uh, it's tough. It's kind of crazy. That's like a you know, it's like a it's 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 a change. It's a sign of changing times. You know, yeah. the Patriots are not making the playoffs. The Patriots weird. have been so good for so long. Like you can almost bank on the Patriots making the playoffs for years. And the Lions, here we are. The absolute worst position ever. I mean, the NFL has done the very good job trying to make it a, a situation where bad teams become good, and then good teams become bad, and then bad teams become good again, the and then they, that up. And they go back again, back and forth. That's kind of what happens in the NFL with the drafting, with the salary cap. But for some reason, for some reason, the, the Lions are just always bad, perpetually bad. It's never going to change from what it seems like. I... I sincerely think that this team right now is in a worse position than they were in the 0-16 season. I, I really do. Probably. I think it's I think it's more of a complete clusterfuck right now. I, I think there's less direction. I think there's less acceptance of, you know, just a complete overhaul and rebuild. We don't have a head coach yet. We don't have a GM yet. And we have an aging quarterback. We're not going to – I mean – who knows what we're going to do in the draft? But oh. at least with the 0-16 season, you know, yeah, we're going to get Stafford. We we knew that going into it. And it's like, okay, we have a new regime. Right now, we, <laughs> could, have, we got killed by Tom Brady on Sunday. We could have as low as the third pick, though. That's true. That? I hope so. Yeah, yeah. There's like four teams with four wins below us, and we have five. So I'm curious to hear about the people rooting for the Lions still. Um you know, let's let, I can't root for them to lose. Let's have them win a game. For what? I, I think it was so that. embarrassing. It, you know what's the worst, though, is, like, 
I, I'm listening to like 97.1 on the on yeah. the talk or on the drive over here. Next caller, what's your question? And they're no, no, like the like the people on the radio show are talking about how they would, how they want them to go offense, in the first round. Who is this? Uh it was uh, the it was Karsh. I think it was Karsh. Was it today? Yeah, yeah. And they it were was, talking it about was, it was Anderson. Karsh is not there this week. Oh, Anderson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he Scott was Scott the Gator Anderson. Yeah, and they were talking about how they should go. They wouldn't be surprised if they went with that Alabama wide receiver, the Smith guy, who was like the college football player of the year this year. He is a difference maker. He no, he he, is, he definitely is. He is really good, but like our defense is atrocious. So our defense is really bad, bad. but. First, to like bring up something that Zach said earlier, maybe not on the show, but just said to us, is we got to get the best player at the at the pick we have. And if that wide receiver falls, I think he is kind of a generational talent at wide receiver. Maybe. I Actually, think he I would like be a difference maker, and it would be willing. I mean, I'd be willing to, uh, to skip getting a defensive player to get him on offense and then just try to supplement with, you know, free agents or, or later, later draft picks. I mean, I feel like defense is something you can build through free agency a lot easier than than offense, especially when our offense is like fairly decent. We just don't have that like go-to guy. We just do not have that skill position player who is going to, you know, win think, the game for us. I don't think they've had a chance to really show themselves. I think I think Swift can be that guy. I think Swift is very very good, and is he he is carry on, but he is carry on like he was like a couple years ago. Where yeah. where and then Carrion got kept on getting injured. If he can actually like show up, he can be a guy. Like, and then if, if we had a wide receiver, we already have Galladay. If we had Smith too on the other side, that would be actually pretty wild. That'd be pretty awesome. Well, whatever they do, I'm sure they're gonna fuck it up like every year. So it's just it's tough to, to identify to. those those like. I mean, maybe I should hesitate calling it a generational talent, but I guess I can't think yeah, of a be, better term for it. Hot but, take coming up. Be careful what you say. <laughs> Everyone generational this. talent might not be might not be uh, the best term but it's tough to identify a player who is clearly the best available at his position in the draft and that guy is it episode yeah, 22 episode 22 an hour and five minutes and we have a big hot take from alex here. <laughs> let's rewind this a year or two from now and see if this holds true we should do that we should go back and listen to old <laughs> shows and be like wow that was a terrible take just embarrass well, this is coming from somebody who thought dwayne haskins was going to be the best quarterback oh, in his draft gotta talk about dwayne haskins yes yes blown out from the washington football team and um unclaimed in waivers nobody wants them so is is he is he just is he done I mean, what's going to happen? I think he well. Not only does he not have, he has a talent issue, which is probably his biggest sure. problem. But there's a maturity issue. Absolutely. So he's I only like 23 years old. I know. I, I was thinking about that. It is such a bad idea to be like an NFL quarterback. At he must. How old was he? He was like. 20. How old is this kid? He was like 20 when he came into the NFL, right? Yeah. 20, 21. Like, can you imagine? He was the um. No, wait, Alex. He was wasn't he the first round pick in 2019? Yep. Yeah, so oh, that was a year ago. Yeah. So it was. He was so twenty-two. He, he was twenty-one or twenty-two. Yeah. I, but first of all, you had well. There's there were a lot of people saying, and I'm not going to blame this on anybody, but a lot of people were saying that he's the next great talent. He's the next great QB. I mean, well, I never said he was the next great QB. I just thought he was the best in the class. I, well, I'm not talking about you specifically, but even, even Valeni. I mean, well, I mean, he they said were, it. They were talking. Him and Rico were talking about how. 
the Lions should pick up Haskins. This was before his strip club and his. Oh yeah. When they downgraded <laughs> him to like the third string the first time, they were talking about, oh, the Lions should pick him up and then have him as a replacement for Haskins. He's got to have some talent in there, right? <laughs> well, he's that, got no other problems. They just don't. He doesn't fit there, and it's like, eh, it's way worse than that. <laughs> that. That whole strip club thing was well. First of all, it wasn't a strip club, according to um, Dwayne, but he was stripped of his. Um, his it was captain- a hotel room, right? That's what they say. He was stripped of his captaincy and fined $40,000 by the team um, for violating COVID-19 protocol when he partied with strippers without a mask. Um, the weekend of, let's see, when was that? The 23rd? On the tw- 19th and 20th of December weekend. That weekend, he was hanging out with strippers, no mask on. Nice. And he is the largest known fine, known fine for a player's COVID-19 violation, equaling more than half of Haskins' weekly paycheck, according to the NFL Network. He's 23 years old, um, but he told reporters um, about a week ago he was not at a strip club. So everybody, make sure that's very clear. He was not at a strip club. He was just at a private birthday party for his girlfriend, and they hire strippers for a party in a hotel suite. So, I mean, but it was not a strip club. It was not a strip club. He went to his girlfriend and said, babe, babe, what do you want this year? What, you know what? I got it. Let's get a hotel suite and let's get a bunch of strippers. Oh, my God. You're going to love it. It's going to be a great birthday party, and it's all for you, babe. It's all for you. This is Aren't wild. they all wearing Dwayne Haskins jerseys? <laughs> I, oh are they really? God. I bet they are. That's what I heard. On the radio, this guy, this guy has some serious issues. How is that? It a, sounds like how is that a party that he wants to throw for his girlfriend's birthday? Doesn't that sound like more of a party for him? Yeah, this guy. Where do this, you even get like seven Dwayne Haskins shirts? <laughs> this guy, the clearance rack at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna toss these, but if you want it for two bucks a piece, this guy sounds like, like he doesn't even print them. He has no grasp on reality. It's kind of what it sounds like to me. He Jeez. he did admit. However, that he deserved his punishment by putting his team at risk by not wearing a mask at a large gathering. Um, but he said, "Gathering." He said, <laughs> "It wow. was a it was a, it's a very formal way of saying that it was a private gathering in a hotel room <laughs> with strippers for my girlfriend's birthday celebration." <laughs> to think that you thought I was at a strip club is obnoxious and, and terribly inconsiderate. Yeah. Wow. He was obnoxious and completely inconsiderate. What? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm, that's not what he said, but I'm just imagining him going about that. This is statement. Yeah. His draft class is kind of interesting, actually. It had Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, who was the first overall. Daniel Jones was number two. Uh, Gardner Minshew, Minshew, sorry, excuse me, Minshew Mania. And then uh, Will Greer, Greer, he was uh, the West Virginia one, right? I don't know yep. who he plays for now. Gardner Minshew was picked in like the sixth round or something like that. Oh, really? By the way, they're, they're saying this is the second time he's violated the league's coronavirus protocol. Earlier this year, this season, he made reservations for a family member to stay at the team hotel the night before a road game against the Giants. So, I guess that violated protocol. I guess, well... <laughs> The, the team hotel, I guess, is just for the team. And then, obviously, this uh, hotel room suite experience with the strippers uh, was number two. So, But anyway, that's what's going on with Dwayne Haskins. The uh, I, I wonder if he's going to fall into like the Colin Kaepernick territory where 
nobody wants him, and he just kind of falls to the wayside. And I think he's more like the Johnny Manziel category. Oh yeah, true. He is closer to Johnny Manziel. I would that's, agree. With that's, that. Let's let's be a little bit more accurate here. Well, I'm just I, the only reason I say that is because like a quarterback that maybe has potential but nobody wants. I mean, Johnny Manziel. I don't. Okay, think Johnny Manziel has plenty of potential. He just partied his way out of the NFL. Johnny honestly. Manziel. Fair enough. Fair it, enough. He didn't take it seriously. There are different reasons. I understand, but I mean, it is a situation where, yeah, he's out of the league. Nobody picked him up on waivers. And if a quarterback is out of the league for long enough, it's not that easy to just jump back in. I mean, does that really happen? Not really, especially for a quarterback. That's 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 a lot of work to be NFL ready. For being a quarterback, and not, not only that, but just learning play calling, sure, learning the system. I feel like a team's not going to want to bring him in. I mean, just based on talent alone, because he'd have to get caught up to speed on a playbook. I mean, maybe a team will bring him in in the off season so that yep. he can, you know, come in as a backup or a third string, and you know, maybe they see his potential and he's young, and if he can get in the system by the time they actually need him, he can probably learn the playbook. But I mean, he's not going to get brought in in the middle of the season anytime soon. Well, it's um, it's kind of an interesting development. I guess we'll uh, have to see what happens. We'll be following him uh, and uh, kind of see. I I think it's it's kind of to me as a Lions fan. I know we're getting a little contention here because Max really wants Stafford gone, but it kind of showed me <laughs> that like just because you pick somebody in the first round doesn't mean they're gonna pan out. And I don't. I it it made me appreciate Stafford more. And I, my my argument with Stafford has always been like as long as it makes financial sense to keep him, then we should keep him. But um, I don't know, it, it, like it having some kind of talent at QB is is kind of rare to come by. It seems like anyway. Oh, I know, but I, if it's not working, then you got to make a change and take the risk and and make a move because it's not working. I mean, what what, what the, the It's not Stanford's fault that it's not working, by the way. I no, mean, no, but yeah. it's just like I'm I'm just to just to add to your point, Zach. I'm looking at the 2018 draft just one year before Haskins and the quarterbacks taken in that draft are Baker Mayfield, number one overall, who's finally starting to look like a real NFL quarterback. Except and a great Sam actor. Darnold, a great actor, overall. too. But except he's not. He's really the, he's the question mark for that team right now. They think they have enough talent in uh, other spots. They just don't They don't know if Baker can do it. I don't know. He'll drop out and join the, everyone in Hollywood and become an Keep actor. Keep going, Alex, though. I want to hear the rest of this. So Sam Darnold at number three overall, who uh, the Jets are pretty much already willing to move on from. Uh, it seems like at least because there's so yeah. much talk about them taking Trevor Lawrence without like a shred of a question. Josh Allen at seven overall, who is finally looking like a real, real Pro Bowl NFL quarterback. Josh Allen is good. Yeah. Then Josh Rosen at tenth overall, who's like out of the league, isn't he? Yeah, he was at he was uh, Kyler Murray's. He was before uh, he was at the Cardinals before Kyler Murray. Yeah, right. Oh, Wikipedia says he plays for the 49ers, but I haven't seen him play at all this year. And the 49ers have had <laughs> yeah, a ton of injuries. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious. So to- there's there's four quarterbacks taken in the top ten, and only one of them has Josh been Allen, to the Pro yeah. Bowl, and only two of them are starters or, like, you know, bona fide starters in the NFL. I wouldn't call Sam Darnold a bona fide starter because I think anybody else would start over him. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to hear what you guys think about Michigan State right now and um, and their basketball team. Oh, I, basketball! And you know we can stay, stay <laughs> I don't ma- think very much. Stay mature about this. 
I, I understand this what? is a, this is a, a, a we have touchy, a basketball team a touchy topic right now, but I'm um, actually like to be honest with you, I'm not. You know, you're not what? I'm not surprised. You're I, not surprised. No, I thought you were saying you're not going to pay attention no, this year. No, I no, I'll pay attention. I I, I I love watching MSU basketball. I think MSU basketball. Well, while well, Cassius was there, is it was my favorite sport to watch hands down. But um, back in my day, Cassius Winston. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But I think that we're kind of now we're getting into Big Ten play. And just so you know, the they they've dropped. I guess for kind of they were what were they? They were six and zero going into Big Ten play, and now they've dropped three straight. I don't know. You tell. They're zero and three Big Ten. Anyway. Uh, um, but my point is, is kind of as we're getting into Big Ten play here, we're kind of learning what the flaws of this team would be. They kind of looked like, at least for the first five or six games, like they could make it without Cassius, like they had enough talent, and they looked really like a really deep team. But the problem is, as we're kind of seeing now, is that there's no leader to like step up and kind of take the reins. And last year, it was Cassius Winston first and Xavier Tillman second, you know, to kind of lead the team yeah. when we needed it. Yeah. And you've lost your two best leaders, I think, on that team going into this year. And it kind of... it. Rocket Watts has tried as a point guard. It kind of sounds like he doesn't even want to do it anymore. He he's more of a scorer anyway. He doesn't seem like a true point guard to me. And it, it you're just you're and and Henry had like seven turnovers against um against uh, Wisconsin, and then uh he didn't look he did not look good against Minnesota. So he, he's like not the leader. He's not really developing into that person. And we're just lacking that leadership that we've had so far. You 80, know, eighty-one to fifty-six last night uh, loss against Minnesota. Yeah. That's man, oh man. And I, the to Tom Izzo's credit, we always have these. You know, it's usually not three in a row, and we yeah. usually don't look that bad. But we usually have we drop a couple games. You know, and. December into January and then we kind of pick it back up in March and I you know it might be that way I don't know I I think that what we're what we're realizing though is that you know Michigan State really needs the leadership that we we lost in the draft this year I don't know that's at least my take so far I think that's a pretty accurate stance Zach I'm we're really lacking in leadership we're lacking in defense we're also lacking in size yeah, I noticed, true. and yeah. our size is all coming off the bench, and it's very inexperienced. Uh, you know, Malik Hall and Julius Marble and Maddie Sissoko have not had a lot of game time. I mean, that's really the only players that give us any size, any any rebounding potential. Joey Hauser's out there, but he's really not that big. He's not a true no. center. Yeah. He's not, you know, he's not a very big power forward even at that. Um, and, yeah, we're just lacking defense. We're lacking confidence, I think, right now, big time. I mean, we uh, we came off that I thought we were going into that um, game against Virginia that got canceled really hot. I thought we were really really confident. Then we played a game against Oakland and just gave up a ton of points. Ninety one, ninety one to ninety one, yeah, which yeah. is a ton of points to give up to an Oakland team. Um, just not not very good. I think that I don't know must have played with our heads or something. I'm not really sure. The Detroit Mercy game was close the whole time too. Yeah, that was worrisome. <laughs> that was very well, much so. That was an eighty-three to seventy-six win by Michigan State. That was already on December fourth. Re- wow. I remember that game. I think that they they. I always they thought a lot of scrubs, maybe. Yeah, that's what that was. Tom Izzo was messing with the lineups a little bit, 
And actually, I mean, that's our kind of our problem now. We don't have a lineup to go to. Yeah. You know, like, who are our starters? They're still switching around the starters, at least, like, last – well, last year we had a I, – I felt like we had a really good team last year. But last year we – Stupid Colvin. Colvin ruined I know. It's horrible. But last year we had a starting lineup. Like, these were our starters. These were, like, the people we go to. And we don't <laughs> have that this year, you know? Yeah. Izzo has said he's going to play an 11-man lineup just because with COVID you never know when you're going to lose somebody and when you're going to need someone with experience to step in. But at this point, I'm not sure we have anybody with enough experience to really call themselves a starter. And I would rather play with the presumption that we're going to have all of our players. And if we lose somebody to COVID protocols or something, then we do rather than, uh, rather than play this game where we're trying to get everybody equal playing time. Cause yeah. it's clearly not working. Yeah. And to be honest, the way you've seen things, it's kind of like if someone catches COVID and there's, covid contact tracing the game's just going to get canceled because everyone's together right that's how it that's how it's been so far anyway uh january 18th michigan state versus michigan that'll be uh exciting and i know michigan michigan good team there i don't know i I think they They have some moves they haven't played anybody i know but hey you know what they played butler they the, the mighty butler I don't think Butler's that good Just this year. Just kidding. No, I was gonna say. I was gonna, but <laughs> Butler Butler has been a good team. But um, I was it. They have Michigan hasn't played since the ninth of December. Wow, that's crazy. They they they're supposed to play Wisconsin um oh, on New Year's Eve at twelve oh, thirty at New Year's Eve on Thursday. I'm um, seeing Maryland at seven. Really? Wait, yeah. when? On New Year's Eve. Really? Yeah, are you looking at? Oh men? Jesus! I'm looking at women's basketball. What the? How is that the default response? Oh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maryland. I apologize. Men's basketball. You're right, Alex. You're right. But hey, if anyone's interested, the women's team is playing <laughs> New Year's Eve. At and they played Nebraska on Christmas. Michigan did. Yep. Seven o'clock. Maryland. Michigan. Um, they still haven't played anybody. <laughs> I agree no, with that much. They played Nebraska on Christmas, and they played I, Penn State on the 13th, and then Toledo on the 9th of December, and that's been their December uh, schedule. I just I, – people are going to be disappointed because MSU was ranked fourth at one point in this year, and I think it was kind of luck of the draw that it kind of worked out for us that way, but we really lost a lot. Like, if you think about it, we lost a, like, like a once-in-20-year point guard with Cassius, and Xavier was right up there with him with one like a big man that we just cannot replace yeah. and a defensive presence we cannot replace right now. And I just I, – I, it's okay. Like, it's okay to have – I just hope people don't freak out. You know, it's like – Oh, they will. People I know. Will. It, th- I have already they seen it. Do. I've already – like, there's either the, the, like, complete denial fan on Twitter who's like, oh, they must be a really good top 10 team this year. <laughs> or there's the, you know, like, with, when they lost to Minnesota, it's like, oh, is Minnesota a top 10 team? It's like, no, we just played bad. <laughs> but um, and there's but there's also, like, the people, like – I remember one year, it was before MSU had this uh, three straight runs of winning the Big Ten. It might have – but it was like, should Izzo retire? You know, is he yeah. done? He's run him out of town, and it's like, please, just stop. You don't need to go to the Final Four every year to be a good coach. <laughs> Nobody does that. Oh, man. Well, we'll follow him. I, I really would like a good team in Michigan. Whatever it is, I just want a good team. Um, yeah, that's true. It would have been nice to have a good team before. Do you, do you guys remember the Balloon Boy from, from 2009? Oh, Falcon- let's, let's skip this podcast. <laughs> you don't want, skip, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You don't like this story? 
Oh, I don't know. We've been going an hour and a half. If people haven't logged off by now, <laughs> this is definitely going to do it. Well, just the, the the balloon boy's parents, Falcon Heaney was the balloon boy who was, oh, he's, oh my God, my son's in the balloon. He's flying away. Oh my God. And then it turns out he was just hiding in a box in the attic. The balloon came down. He wasn't in it. And he, he went on um, CNN and admitted that they did it for the show. Uh, he's, he's asking Falcon, did you hear us calling your name at any time? Hmm? You did? You did? Why didn't you come out? Um, you guys said that um, we did this for the show. <laughs> <laughs> So he's so oh the, my god! So the parents are busted for this balloon boy hoax in Colorado. Um, they wanted to be celebrities. They wanted to be, you know, have a TV show about this entire situation, and um, it was it was all a bunch of bullshit. It was a hoax. It was a hoax. It was this big scam. So um, now they've been pardoned from the. Um, the crimes that they pleaded guilty for related to all this. I mean, I mean, the National Guard was sent in. The Denver International Airport was closed down. Um, thousands awaited the news of this boy's fate flying away in this hot air balloon. And um, yeah, it was a uh, it was like a homemade weather balloon. This is 2009. You said yeah, it was just a mess. So anyway, um, the parents have been pardoned. How so, long were they supposed to be in jail? Do you know? You know, that's a good question. I'm not sure. But, um, because they've, I mean, they've theoretically been in jail for what? Well, I'm not sure if they went to jail in 09. It may have been like a year or two after. Yeah. But the, um, that's still a long time to be in jail for. Yeah. The Colorado governor pardoned them and, um, they said, uh, we're all ready to move past the spectacle from a decade ago that wasted the precious time and resources of law enforcement officials and the general public. So, um, that's the big news. But they've always claimed their innocence. Until they pleaded guilty. There's a generous donation to his campaign that he had to honor <laughs> that request. Of course, of course. Um, and finally, yes, it's true. The rumors are true, ladies and gentlemen. Harry and Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, have started a podcast. A new podcast. Everyone's copying us. I don't understand. I, I, they, they've obviously heard the Cutting Out Early podcast. A rival podcast. We can do this. So now um, the um, the failed D-list actress and the no longer royal Harry, he's just a citizen now, have started a podcast. The most boring regular people in the world who really deserve zero attention. <laughs> hey, Alex, we Alex! are very interesting. My God. I know. He's like sitting here. He's like tearing our podcast down. Well, if people haven't cashed out already. Well, they're we're still listening. He's still here. <laughs> the, the, how you doing? How you I doing, realized listener? how I could have come off. How you doing, listener? That's, that's <laughs> Alex's mantra. Just like, oh, we have a listener. Unbelievable. It was more just like I see everything else still on the list. I was like, oh, you want to talk about Balloon Boy? <laughs> I don't want to mention it. But, okay, this is unbelievable. For, for First of all, the fact that people pay attention to Harry and Meghan is, is fascinating to me, and I think I think a little concerning that these two people, again, a failed D-list actress who was a model on Deal or No Deal, all of a sudden gets all this attention because, yeah, she hooked up with a ginger from Europe who was happens to be in a royal family that, you know what, he's no longer really a part of, okay? That's it. So, So that's her claim to fame. And all of a sudden, she's starting a podcast where she thinks people want to talk to them. If I wanted to listen to this, I know you're going to be they torn away from our podcast. It's but. it's under a Spotify deal, and um, God, I, don't, I have no idea. 
I have no idea what it's called. Whatever I mean, it's called, whatever I'm reason, sure. The Royals just have this following. That's just but what I it is. I don't get it. I really don't get it. The big news is that their son, baby Archie, speaks on the podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Listen, that's talking. not entertainment, people. Believe me, this is entertainment. He's, he turned one in May, and they're labeling this as the first recorded words. The recorded? Fir- Archie's first recorded words on the podcast. That's so the big say. news. It's unbelievable. Everybody has to brace themselves for this magnificent moment of Archie speaking on the podcast. Oh, my God. It was a surprise ending with Harry and Megan urging him on. Their son <laughs> spoke into the microphone clearly. He said, Happy New Year, um, followed by much giggling and cheering from his parents. Um, so, Not the New Year, you idiot kid. <laughs> yeah, somebody should cur- I, I wish. I wish the mom would be like, um, Sweetie, it's not the New Year yet, but good try. Good try. But no, yeah. instead of December was 29th. Come on, look at a calendar. It was followed by um, 34 minutes of talk. How old is this kid? <laughs> 34 minutes of talk from Harry and Meghan's guest about how they coped with the pressures of 2020 and how they hope 2021 will be better. How it will be better. That just sounds like a terrible topic. Welcome to our 2020 holiday special from Archwell Audio. I'm Harry. And I'm Megan. Thank you for joining us. That's how they start. Um, so they wanted to honor the... It's going to be bigger than any... Same voice as, uh, what's her name, Lucinda Williams. (laughs) They wanted to honor the compassion and kindness that has helped so many people get through this year. And at the same time, to honor those... It's just... Where do these people come from? (laughs) I don't get it. I just don't get how people listen to this or, or what they do and Megan's fake British accent that oh give me a break one thing I can't stand is fake accents and and Megan's the queen of that oh I'm sorry the Duchess of Sussex excuse me not the queen Jeez. I don't want to label her that that's too close to home I know I don't even know the story behind it and I don't really care to figure out why that he's just a citizen now but some people just are obsessed with this and oh my god I, I don't know maybe we're doing something wrong Maybe we're doing. Maybe we should be doing this type of format, but yeah, who knows? Does anyone have a kid who can say their first words? Yeah, if anyone has a child and wants their first um, recorded words on Cutting Out Early podcast, um, send us an email, please. We we, we great content. <laughs> I can't imagine better content. Than thousands that. and thousands of views. It's, you it, can't even imagine. B- better yet, write in what his first words were, and we'll have Max say it in his voice. <laughs> Yeah, it would just be great radio. So anyway, that's uh that's what's going on in that world there. So I'm sure everyone's very excited. <sighs> I'll never understand it. I'll never understand the obsession. I, I mean they they're gonna make a podcast that can't compete with ours. So that's just whatever you know. Yeah. So what were these um what were these Reddit topics? Oh, I think those are. I mean they're timeless. They're just a bunch of random questions. Um, it's something that if we're gonna talk about it, I'd want to spend a decent amount of time on. That's fine. Um, I guess the only thing is Neverland Ranch has been sold to a new owner, the Pittsburgh Penguins co-owner. So, um, we'll see how many, um, you know, Pittsburgh Penguins take up the training facilities there at Michael Jackson's former home. Um, Ron Burkle was the, was the purchaser of Neverland Ranch, which is, uh, 
kind of interesting. But anyway, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> that's the that's the news in the uh, Michael Jackson world. <laughs> so nice. I, I, well, nothing I to say. Nothing to say. Yeah, well, hey, you know what? I, if he develops this into some type of state of the art training facility for the um, for the penguins, then hey, more power to him. That would be a very, very interesting development. So, I guess we'll see what happens. Because Alex's audio is playing. Sorry, I clicked on the story and a video auto played. I hate when that happens. <laughs> hey, we've all been there. But anyway, that's a great way to end it. A great way to leave. Was there anything else that we wanted to end before the year comes to a close, Alex, Zach? No, just wishing everybody a happy new year. Hope you guys spend it safe and hope we uh, get to 2021 without any further incidents. Our first show, we're going to be a, a two, our, our podcast is going to be present in two years. Be our second year of podcast. It's a big accomplishment. Huge I accomplishment. wish we'd start in 2019 so we could be across two decades. <laughs> now that would be incredible. Well, I thought the decade technically starts in 2021. So could we, could we make an argument that that's the new decade? We will, we will, across two decades. <laughs> Cutting out early, Frank. taking you into the new decade of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds incorrect. I don't know if it is, but it really sounds... I think incorrect. technically it is correct. There was a, I learned that on Seinfeld. I'm going to need a source. Well, I'll, no, I'll send you the It does make sense, because when does... Anyway. There's no year zero. That's true. That is true. I don't think so. No, that's right. I, I agree with Max on this one. We'll need a historian. We'll, we'll get back to you guys. We need an expert. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Please follow us. Like us. At Cutting Out Early on Twitter. Cutting Out Early dot podcast on Instagram. Cutting Out Early dot podcast at gmail.com is our email. Please send us a message if you care to. Please remember to I like love the review, fan mail recently. Subscribe. It's been awesome. Find us on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll see you guys. Uh, we in- broadcast from anchor.fm slash Cutting Out Early. See if you, you want to get it straight from the source. 2021, see ya!